1: Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay Dunedin, and I am joined from Nelson by Neil Benson. Good morning. Neil. Good
2: morning. Thanks for having me. How has your bubble life been? My bubble life? It's uh—it's become the norm now. So uh, bubble life, and just in terms of regards to work and, and home, um, it's we're pretty blessed over here in new zealand so we're we're coping pretty well in nelson
1: how was your lockdown experience
2: um it was it's quite the experience wasn't it it was uh getting used to just being uh on zoom and and um and learning you know different techniques to you know keep the students engaged and make sure they're actually actually uh keeping up with the work their work was authentic and their work uh so there's lots of new processes and uh, techniques that we you know, had to kind of uh, get used to and, uh, and kind of evolve. Um, yeah, so it was my my first experience was um, initially creating like Zoom chats, like as, as similar to what we're doing now, um, having a lecture as I, uh, the best I could kind uh, of perform uh, online, you know, and and people would message me and and, um, and get the odd response, initially starting with uh, you know everyone sharing their screens. And that worked well and you can see who's paying attention, at least who's <laughs> there and, and uh, you, know, you, you know how that works. And as time progressed at that stage, it was uh, slowly one by one that, you know, you they can turn your, your camera off, so it'd be a black screen. And before you know it, you have 52 black screens and um, <laughs> you have to make sure that people are actually uh, there paying attention. I'd, I'd, I'd get in a little uh, ramble about whatever technology we're talking, to, talking about at the time and then i'd stop and pause like is it is anyone there and they, <laughs> they'd push yeah yeah so what is it that you teach i teach computer ar- architecture network infrastructure and, uh, and within the i.t area and i also teach uh, animation and uh, visual effects and so we have a cgi program also so i kind of I, I straddle between both of those right now so for both
1: of those you mm-hmm. would norm You would normally be teaching on specialized hardware
2: that's right that's right that's right and um that's a good point so with the computer architecture um obviously and um there's a working on hardware you know disassembling reassembling diagnostics and stuff like that so i that was that was a little nerve-wracking at the time how we're going to run these assessments how are they going to get the uh the, the right experience um, so very much at that stage, uh, I, I focused on the uh, theory uh, and a lot of discussions about the technology and how they progress over the time and and testing techniques, you know, how to diagnose things. But I, I, put, I pushed the practicals out uh, in the hopes that we would return to campus. Um, so I was getting a bit nervous that might not happen, <laughs> uh, but I was pretty lucky. So in the end, we, it all worked out. Did that? Yeah.
1: Sep- yep. Did that separation, like work is it, is it something that you'd do again or was it uh yeah that was good for an emergency we're not doing that again
2: yeah depending on the course really so far i found like the smaller classes the um so i'll talk about the kind of the cgi animation stuff so like you said once again they need specialized hardware for that so high-end graphics cards uh real-time ray tracing all this kind of equipment and most of them had it, one or two didn't um and um which is difficult so there's a bit of frustration with hardware at, at times the majority were okay and but i found that the it was a smaller class and um allows us to collaborate a bit more so i would do a discussion and saying let's try this technique out see how you go come back meet me a little while and we set a time frame and everyone would, in this time everyone would review each other's works we'd share each other's screen one by one discussing what we created how we did it different techniques what didn't work what worked well and uh, that was Neat. It got, got everyone collaborating and discussing. Where quite often they would uh, sit down, head down, focused on their work. They were actually, um, yeah, supporting each other. And um, yeah, it was quite, a, I enjoyed that experience. With the larger class, uh, well, for me, like I said, it was just over 50 students uh, in the in the IT side with computer architecture. It wasn't quite the same as quite, you couldn't go around zooming everyone's screens. And there wasn't much to zoom anyway, because we were kind of, like I said, it was more of a, uh, installing you know, operating systems, uh, backup solutions and diagnostic software. Uh, that was a that didn't I wouldn't say it didn't work well. But it was a uh, was not quite the experience I had with the the CGI which had something to display yeah, you know, and, and share in a small group that you know, usually would communicate. Um, so with the I guess we're saying that with my computer architecture again I, I probably it's one of those things that ideally wouldn't happen again you know <laughs> for, in terms of, they're expected to like disassemble reassemble you know and, and there's all these requirements that are you know require them to be in front of a machine and I'm assuming they wouldn't want to work on their own machines at home so <laughs> um, yeah so that, ideally for not that class uh, you know wouldn't be that class but the, the
1: other one will work well did you find yourself consciously spending extra time on the pastoral care, the sort of stuff that you might normally do in your office or even just the, the corridor conversations, those are the things that which, which weren't happening. Did, were you doing those in the class? Were you
2: spending the time in the class doing that sort of stuff? In class and, of course, outside of class, it was. Um, it, there was some people might be a bit shy, you know, for some reason um, maybe... Uh, to message or communicate over uh, over Zoom or whatever media we're using, uh, so I'd find myself outside of class, making trying to make uh, these students feel comfortable. Uh, I had one student in particular who just couldn't do it. Some reason, uh, even with his camera off, wouldn't just it was just uh, terrified of going on these kind of sessions. Which was as much as I tried to you know ex- explain that it's you know this environment's not much different. Uh, but uh, so I spent a lot of time. Know, emailing, setting up tutorials specifically to this person and other students to um, to you know help them through this this time. Um, yeah, so it, it was from tutorials to uh, one-on-one uh, conversations, a lot of that, a lot of emailing. that you can ex- expect trying to uh, keep everyone up to speed and making sure that the resources are what was you know needed, and everyone's you know, moving forward.
1: Let's take a. Let's have the Invisible Orchestra, No Time Like the Present. A strange mix teaching both computer architecture and animation. How did you get to be doing yeah.
2: that? Oh wow, that's a good question. Um, my background's you know been in IT since I was you know dabbling with machines as a teenager. You know that's where uh, you know my, um, my studies went. So in my postgrad and and, and so on. Uh, so basically, network infrastructure was always of interest of me. Computers, anything like that. So that's my background. Um, about six years ago. Uh, I started dabbling within some animation, visual effects stuff, and it, uh, I enjoyed it, so I carried on with that and did more and more into doing uh, from short films, feature films, and, and so on. So uh, And then this program became available at MIT. They needed support with that. It was a passion of mine, so I kind of ended up in both roles, still enjoying my network infrastructure and my, you know, it's just what I what I know and my experience, and you know, I'm quite excited that I can help. You know, these students. So I feel quite confident in those areas. But this new this new program at MIT was another passion of mine. So I was uh, I'm quite blessed. That I get to be a part of both. Is that a collaboration? Do you work with artists? Yes. Yes. So um, with the within the animation, yeah. Yes, we work with uh, different. Uh, we had artists, um, so we have with Department of Post uh, for a feature last year. So I, we ended up getting a contract with um, with a film that was being, it was filmed in the Nelson region, um, had actors from outside the region come in and, and, and uh, so basically, we got to do all the visual effects for us. We got the contract for that. So we uh, had, I think, 120 different shots. We had to apply, um, you know, whatever was required, painting people out that weren't supposed to be in the scene yet, uh, explosions, uh, digital assets, and and so on, and um, and did that. And we're dealing with uh, uh, Department of Posts, which uh, like they do color grading and and stuff for like uh, HBO and uh, Netflix and and so on. So it was quite a you know, it was a big undertaking, but a great experience for the students and for myself too. Did that that's that's really cool.
1: Doing that real having the real contract to deliver
2: with your class. It must have put the pressure on. Oh, there was that was um yeah <laughs> talk about it on here, but yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Um, and so it was a lot of late nights and, and it was amazing though. It was because it was a real you know um a real project that you know was going to be streaming online people had you know and the other it was going to be sound and and, and like said, all these different uh companies involved it was a you know a time frame which which we had to have it in in by so it was a lot of late nights but because it was a real project the level and and, and uh effort from students just uh, just blew me away um they were just going beyond what was required and and um and the skills uh it just yeah, I was I was very surprised, and the the work ethic and the uh, talent that came from this um, it was a great experience. Would you do it again? Definitely, I would. Um, I'd uh, <laughs> have to make sure it the hours right, because it's many a late night until your security guard kicks us out, kind of thing. But um, <laughs> so uh, we'll have to manage that a bit better. But yeah, I would definitely do it again. It it comes with a, a risk, the
1: risk is that we're supposed to be providing a a safe place mm. to fail, and yes, yes, it, yes. How how, it, do you, how did you cope with that for the for the individual students? They needed to
2: be able to fail and learn. That's right, and there was plenty of that. So there would be uh, different versions of approach. Say say you're doing a scene, had an expectation to, to create something. Um, they would they would create it, and then it would be reviewed by the director. Um, uh, it would actually first be directed uh, reviewed by an editor. And then the Department of Post, and then, then also, so there's three different kind of levels which should go through. And, and if they're saying, well, that's good, but can we do this or can we do that? And it, and and then they had me to you know fall back on. I could support them with that process if you know if there's a stage where they needed to move on to to uh, you know uh, time, I, I could take that pressure on. You know, so a bit more of myself probably than them because they had a you know they could stay within those hours, uh, go beyond that was up to them. And you know, they, and they a lot of them chose to do that. And then what? I- so I guess getting that output for that time frame was very reliant on them trusting me that it would be there. So me putting hours outside of, you know, of, the, uh, of my contract for working at MIT uh, and just making sure that, you know, they got a, a product that was, you know, going to meet the needs of what they wanted, you know, and, uh, and the students got the experience they wanted in, in a good way and not overwhelmed and stressed out. But, um, you know, just like an assessment, there was always a bit of pressure to try to get a certain standard and try to do your best.
1: Um, so yeah, and the, I, I, pr- I presume that the assessment was also not just a thing, but the, the reflecting on it and the
2: learning from it. Oh, that's exactly right. There's a uh, re- reflection throughout it, it was, it, there's a whole document, you know, documentation process that, that they undertake explaining, uh, what worked, what didn't work, you know, what their thoughts behind it. Yeah. It, it just, it was, uh, so the big part was the report. Um, the practical side was for the film.
1: And is this a whole qualification in?
2: in yeah. So, uh, yes. Yes. So, there's a. Um, I'll go through it with you. So, we have a first year is a we have a you in, in um, know whole year uh, is the level five diploma in animation, and a second year is a level six diploma in animation. Uh, third year is a bachelor's degree in CGI. So, the, all the courses within you know the first two years lead into the third year. That's cool. And are you getting yeah. much interest? Yeah, yeah, it's, it has been, uh, you know, it's not a massive crowd right now. It's a new thing for Nelson. And uh, but we uh, usually have, I think we have 14 to 15 students per class right now. And that's uh, a good start for us. And, and, and it's, uh, it's bringing in some really talented young people from the region that usually probably have to, you know, look at going elsewhere. Uh, and they get to stay home if they would like to. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's, Brilliant. And we've aligned with some of the local uh, colleges uh, to kind of explain what we're doing here, the software techniques and skills and, you know, what our plan is. And um, and then some of them are uh, adapt, adapting that to their uh, what they're teaching, if they have a similar course to make sure it kind of lines up and supports them on the path to coming to uh, MIT. It's
1: interesting, isn't it? It's almost a bit of a mind shift that smaller places, regional areas can do stuff like this that's technically advanced that doesn't need a massive investment we're not looking for all of google to set up in nelson we can actually right. do quite niche things quite advanced things with the people that we have we are able to 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 train up
2: the the community to do really interesting things that's right that's right and um and in and, in and, and the community uh, community's been very supportive so there's a um, like we have a lecturer that used to work for for what and, and you know, Weta digital for a while it worked in some you know Superman and all these big bluster films and so he's come on originally as a bit of support with the process and now he's he's on as a lecturer. Uh, There's another one called, he's uh, Jean-Luc and he does stuff for uh, Ubisoft and and all these, he used to uh, manage over the compositing department at Weta for a long time and and he's in Machuca which is (laughs) incredible. (laughs) Um, And so he's very, you know, very helpful. And then we have another company called um, Shuttle Rock and it's uh, a digital marketing company. it's it, they're massive. Um, I'm just, um, so anyway, they have a, a base in, in Nelson, and and then they're in uh, I think New York, and they're, they're in uh, California, they're in Texas, they're in Berlin, outlets throughout the world. But their main base is from Nelson, um, and which has been brilliant because they're, they're taking our students on as interns, and even one just got just uh, started working there full time recently. And so there's even a, a you know, a um, an area locally, which they can you know, use those skills and be uh, working on, you know, stuff for, you do know, Kit Kat commercials and McDonald's and whoever else under the sun. Um, so it's been brilliant.
3: Bubble Sprite of the forest, of Orakunui, the favourite goddess, Tahu
0: Mackenzie.
4: Kia koutou, namaste, arohanui, kia koutou, I hope you're all having a feast day, beautiful superstars and your beloved universes. I really hope. Wherever you are, whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining and illuminating for you more and more each day, who you are, a triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique and here making things better. Thank you. So as we know, all life has been co-evolving for billions of years on this paradise planet, and we are part of this co-evolution. I've really appreciated over the last more than a year the opportunity to share with you for five minutes. It's really helped me immeasurably, and I'm so grateful to Sam and the Whole Blown Bubbles team for having me. Thank you. Now, as we find ourselves negotiating a new reality, which is the arrival of a trans-Tasman bubble, of course, our most integral desires to feel safe and this is a big change for us all I know. So I really hope that you are able to be kind to yourself and to others as we move through this this new way of being, doing, seeing, feeling together. I know for many people they're now able to reunite with their whānau and their families which is so important and of course having been a part from my dear mama for some time now. I know that when I see her again, it will be so wonderful. And this is what the Trans-Tasman Bubble is giving to many people, that opportunity to reunite with those they love, which is so, so important. I know that for us as a species, things have changed a lot. As the great tool creators and the great tool users, we have created a world where, up until recently, we were able to zip about to all different parts of the globe and have adventures and frolic about. And of course, this, this freedom and this ease of travel was only relatively recent in our, in our history, but it became so much a part of our way of life. I really hope that for you, this, this time of having been in lockdown together and having connected more with our homes and our home space has allowed for a deeper connection to be there for you. And I hope that in this time of holidaying, it is now the school holidays, you're able to find ways to holiday that work for you. I know that for many people, going to a different place is very refreshing, very rewarding, very recharging, very replenishing. So I hope that if this is what you're doing, it has really beneficial to you. I have really enjoyed just having a day at home at the mansion, And this has been very replenishing and rejuvenating and restful and wonderful for me. But I think that for all of us, different forms of holiday work best. Another form of holiday that we all know is available to us at all times, of course, is the holiday within our consciousness, that with our imagination, with the scope of our consciousness, we really can go anywhere, we really can do anything, we can be, see, feel anything, thanks to our wonderful imagination. And this ability to imagine and to journey internally has really created our whole human world. What a beautiful gift for us. So I really hope that for you, you're finding ways to holiday that work best for you. And I really hope that you are able to reconnect with your family in a way that is really best for you as well. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. You're
1: listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Neil Benson in Nelson. We're talking about the suite of programs that he teaches on the variations on animation and cgi so you haven't got a big film to work on this year what have you got the students doing this year
2: i'm trying to keep it i like the approach of having something they can show at the end so, um while they can do their you know obviously the stuff for themselves you know and if they have their own idea and they want to create some uh, something that's going to meet the learning outcomes and you know and uh, and the assessment uh that's brilliant and and but also if they want to go into there's a um, there's different competitions there's from visual effects competitions, uh, dynamic effects. So all the stuff they're learning, there's actually um, competitions that compete. So there's one called the Rookies, uh, which is a big uh, visual effects or animation, you'd say. It kind of covers all of them. where you can compete in smaller, pro- like a uh, smaller projects, such as they might say, create a, uh, a realistic landscape with the you know certain requirements. Uh, might say make a you know a short movie uh, and fully animated. So what they're doing now is that we're kind of stuff that we do in the class, you know, which to be assessed on is we've I've managed to line up um, different projects within like uh, the rookies and so on that they can actually compete. And, and once again, it's not required. And you know, obviously, this is, you know, it's not required. But if since it's a line, it's lined up in that way, a lot of more Undertaking that and want to compete, and so they're getting these outputs where they're going to be competing at uh, national, international uh, competitions, and um, and everyone's pushing themselves to do the best they can, so they can not necessarily go for the win, but just to be uh, accepted into such a a prestigious kind of uh, uh, you know. uh, Basically, this has animators and different schools from around the world, you know. Uploading their work and their projects sit next to them was you know this brilliant experience and see their stuff online and being reviewed. Uh, you know, Wed is involved, all kinds of big studios are involved. So it's yeah, so we're, we're doing that and um, and there's also so last year we uh, along with uh, making that feature film uh, a side project, just more or less it was you know optional. Uh, I said, well, this, we did this for this you know this you know, this big movie. I know I know I, I, this is obviously a passion of mine, and luckily, it's a passion of all these students, so they wouldn't be here. Uh, there was uh there was a short this there was a film festival in the region in Nelson region uh, which did uh, local films, and they also had an, an a national area. and uh, but we within two weeks um, made a a, a a short film. and yeah, you know basically said, let's just show what the our, you know you guys are capable of. And within the you know the time we had we weren't anything too large we kept it down to three minutes, had a young woman run through the forest being chased by something kind of a you know something sci-fi for them, and uh, through a big three you know CGI three D model of a of this robotic character and it looked real. It was, they did a brilliant job. It looks you know it was a. Uh, you know within this region here they create some beautiful films. Uh, you know they've got some talented people that have moved to Nelson who worked in, you know uh, for big companies in the past. but no one quite does quite that where you have this um, this, this stuff that you'd expect to see in a movie where you know a character that is, you know that, uh, this all that imaginary uh, you know, I guess like I said, a giant CGI robot running through this, <laughs> this scene <laughs> was nice surpri- was not a nice surprise for them all. They were, uh, they were quite blown away. So it was, and it was nice for the students. they're quite proud. It's something they came in with like this, you know, the, the break like we're having right now. Um, uh, they'd come in on the, you know, during that break, and all, you know, chose a scene to work on, and uh, and and we worked in collaboration to get that project out too. And we got made it to the gold reel, so we, you know, made the top one. Uh, so there's different areas you could, silver and so on, um, and so we made it into that. Got to see it at the the, you know, the bigger premiere. And it also got accepted to an international road reel uh, competition that's run through Australia uh, for like road mics. So it was good. It was uh, another nice output for them. And, and so this year, since that was such such a good experience, everyone wants to do it again. <laughs> 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 so whew, all right, yeah.
1: yeah. How how do you spot somebody who's going to be good at this? Because it's kind of, it's it's in between. It's a combination of both the the art and the science. The uh, the technical and the imagination do you are yeah. you looking for this sort of unicorn person who can code and draw
2: ah uh, that's brilliant if you can now we've had people come in with you know um experience uh so we have some that come in with experience i've you know i've done a bit of coding uh you know i've, I've created 3d models i've done this or done that and, we, and i've had students that um, had an artistic kind of background without any you know, experience in any of coding or any of these 3d applications and um, they've both done well, you know, it's, it's really a passion and, and interest. So, you know, like anything, um, if, if they want it enough and, you know, something that, you know, they enjoy, it's not just not just a job. Um, they seem to thrive. And um, so, you know, and everyone have their strengths. Some people might be, you know, Quite strong at coding and need a little more work in one, in one area than and vice versa. But um, I've seen both. I've seen you know this experience come in and that obviously the reason their experience is something they're passionate about and them do really well. And I've seen um, people come in without that background and do just as well because you know they're learning and they just want to do it. It's something they enjoy and yeah, thriving.
1: What do you teach them about? not work ethic, that's not quite the word I was looking for, because that suggests working hard all the time, but more about the sort of the professional responsibilities and knowing that working 18 hours a day is not what we want you to be doing, even though it kind of is. Mm, Good question.
2: (laughs) Um, Well, in terms of, so uh, let's see which one to take first so in terms of hours it's it's like uh like i said they're doing internships down the road and, and the expectation isn't you know 18 hours a day it's uh so at shuttle rock they're doing it like a you know a nine to five and um it, it's just and i've talked to people depending i guess what company you work for uh i've talked to people uh saying before that work for wedded digital i won't speak for wedded digital but i just speak for the you know these um colleagues of mine and, and friends, and they'd say, you know, some it would be could be a nine to five, then uh, there'll be times when there's a bit more of a demand, and you will put a lot of hours in just to make sure you're trying to meet that uh, deadline. Um, so uh, I'm hopefully, uh, not, it's, it's not that I'm not teaching them an expectation, they're going to be working ridiculous hours, but it, it, you tend to put more hours into if, if something that you would be doing anyway. Because it's your your passion, you, you, um, and now it's your job, and hopefully it stays your passion. It, you know, you put those hours in of, of of enjoyment, really. You know, it's something you enjoy doing. But you know, finding that balance, of course, with you know life, uh, is yeah. I guess that's yeah you know, something for all of us to to work on.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. How is Nelson doing?
2: Yeah, uh, w- with regards to the.
1: Life in Covid general. in general
2: yeah life in general oh, we're, you know like like I said before pretty blessed around here you know in New Zealand's um, it's you know uh, it's a beautiful day in Nelson right now school holidays you know so, um, so it's uh, it, the town's uh, seems, seems to be thriving again there's you know, kids are back, going back to sport. Um, you know, um, the, the the campus is doing. You know, An MIT's had a good intake, considering you know we you know usually have a lot of international students. A lot of people have come back to kind of retrain into different areas that weren't doing so well during COVID. Um, so yeah, Nelson seems to be doing well. We've seen lots
1: of changes in society over the the past year. What do you think is going to stick, and what do you hope will stick?
2: Uh, Hope will stick Um, in terms of education or just life in general? Life in general. (laughs) Um, I guess, I mean, for myself, appreciation for the lifestyle that we have. Uh, I think just uh, going forward, you, you know, where there's the expectation that, you know, life is a certain way. And now, you know, and you take that for granted, and realizing that this is a bit of a gift that we have right now, and um, so making the most of that time, because you know things could change, you, you don't know, and so that's where I'm at with you know my personal space within the uh, the COVID situation and where I live, and so you know my kids are, I take them out, we're doing stuff, um, and 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 uh, you know and, and being involved and in, in as much as we can and feel like doing, and. Um, and in knowing that's you know it's a bit of a privilege in in a nowadays. So um, yeah, that's so very much uh, being involved and making the most of any opportunity to if there's a you know if there's a festival we feel like going to it or if there's a you know um, any event that you know we could possibly restrict in the future. and trying to make the most of that.
1: I suspect you have far flung family. When you're talking oh. to when you're talking to people in places that are not able to go to sports and the festival, how are you managing to pull that off without being smug?
2: Yeah, well, I don't know if I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, no, no. I have a, I have a lot of family in the states um, and uh, and different parts throughout, and uh, it, one's you know, a good chunk of them from Louisiana, which has hit been hit pretty hard. And there's all these requirements of mask and and, uh, a lot of frustrated people, you know, in terms of what they can do and can't do anymore. And uh, and I'm reminded of that when I have a conversation with them, you know, you do get a bit smug over here and you live on with your life. And like I'm saying, do all these things we can do. And then realize that's not the same for everybody. yeah so they tease me about it and it's like so how's how's rainbow unicorn land neil (laughs) (laughs) is basically what i get um yeah i tell them it's lovely they can they should come on over but not at the moment no 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 not at the moment not until they get but
1: yeah yeah do you think there's any lessons that we can take from the pandemic and the pandemic response for the sorts of things that we can't Solved by staying at home and watching netflix i'm thinking of things like climate change and social injustice
2: oh goodness <laughs> um, you're thinking further ahead than myself uh so in terms of just yes, i guess myself you know more focused on when it comes to my work just yes, making sure that i have a, a framework that's going to you know really work well this you know with that experience making sure i have you know you know, if I need my uh, stuff pre-recorded, uh, making sure you know if I'm going to have a a, a class, um, you know, session, I want to make sure that I can see the see, you know, set it up, you know, right from the beginning. Okay, Student screens are on. We, you know, I want to check integrity that you're paying attention, communicate, You know, um, you know, the, this is accessible now, but I want you know to to attend the sessions because uh, you know we want that interaction to make sure that you are uh, understanding what's happening and reduce that you know, if we can, that uh, constant emailing and additional meetings afterwards to a minimum, if possible, Uh, of course, always available. But just, uh, you know, if it can be involved right from the get go. Um, So just a lot of, you know, a lot of took took in a lot from, the um, you know, the the COVID situation that we experienced. And I would apply that, you know, all those learnings going forward. Um, I still have colleagues that still dealing with, you know, students couldn't come back into the country yet. You know, they had Chinese students that went back home, uh, COVID hit. And we're, they were trying to figure out how they're going to progress so they're, so they're teaching their classes uh, and they have teams running with a camera going um, so they can still interact with the students the best of their ability uh, i believe they're having additional sessions afterwards you know one-on-ones just to make sure that they are um they are understanding and, and, and not falling behind and, and getting the attention they need um i'm not in that situation right now uh, so mine's more or less you know, going forward which is is uh, just making sure. I guess for me, I, I wasn't pre-recording my courses initially, and and um, so I wasn't set to record for our session. So, and then students that couldn't attend for some reason or another, or you know, I'd have to go kind of re-go over that information. And um, it learned pretty quickly to to press record and upload it. But uh, so going forward, that's that's what I would take away.
3: Yeah. In the view. every wall in the place you painted blue. You said it looks just like the sky. And are you really gonna be that guy? Just let me do my thing, and I won't stop you from doing your thing too. Got my way. He's an admin guy, he's one of the best.
1: That is Megatrain Colour Blue. Neil, I have some questions to end the show with. What's the biggest success
2: you've had in the last couple of years? Is that uh, in regards to with the pandemic or just in general? Just in general. Um, just in general, I basically big success. Let's see. I, I'd say the, uh, the undertaking I was talking to you about <laughs> last year with that that feature film was, uh, was uh, like I said, a big project. So, uh, and especially with the new program, uh, it was a, that was a, you know, quite the experience and to come out of that and getting the result we, we got, you know, where it you know, was all approved and everyone's happy and, and moving forward and even, even discussing the future projects to be involved, that they'd like us involved with because of the, it was a good experience apparently, which is good to hear. Um, that would be, you know, that'd be my highlight of uh at least of last year
1: and managing to pull that off in the pandemic mm-hmm.
2: yes yeah, yeah yeah that was uh it was it it, it was during it, it kind of the process started during the pandemic and then um and then when we came back to class it carried on so we we're, were quite lucky that we could get, get to come back into a to all the applications and hardware we needed uh during the pandemic situation people um, you know had their own gear uh, had I knew a couple of students actually bought <laughs> they actually bought computers during lockdown <laughs> so they could do what they needed to do uh, at the you know not just getting by but really uh, push themselves which wasn't required that's was more of, you know they were in a situation where they could do that. Uh, but yeah so we got to come back on campus where everything was available and um, and, and put the hours in.
1: Um, yes. So we are writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. So you're in the team. What is the oh, superpower oh. that has got you into the mansion?
2: My my superpower. Yep. Uh, my superpower, I guess, is enthusiasm. <laughs> super super enthusiastic man. That's me. So I guess <laughs> it, it, I'm I'm, ha- I'm pretty lucky to be working in something I'm really generally interested in and, and passing on the skills to students that are. You know that's what they want to learn so i i'm, I'm happy so uh, that's my superpower right now it's uh I, I, you know pretty blessed to like i said to, to be doing something that um excites me you know i look forward to i think about regardless uh, if i'd be you know um, having a teach or not and now i get to teach it to people who feel the same way so um yeah um uh, that's I, yeah that's what i'm trying to think of anything else but no that's that'd be the primary superpower right
1: there <laughs> do you consider yourself to be an activist
2: uh <laughs> i'm just trying to think of any areas that i'd consider an activist and, and none, come, none come to mind i mean i'm a, a proactive person regarding you know, the things that i'm uh you know passionate about and, and and supportive of uh but i can't think of anything you'd consider me a, an activist and um it's very like more of a, a passionate person that that's uh willing to support others that you know, that had the generals you know, interested in and in, in, uh, in, and um, want to learn and, and you know or collaborate, but uh, I wouldn't call myself an activist. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? But, um, I'd say what what I'm doing now is, is uh, pretty motivating. So like I said, I, I get up in the day and I have this beautiful family. I and, uh, we get up and uh, I do the rounds of dropping people off the bus stops and all that kind of stuff. And finally get to work and uh, get to talk about uh stuff that i've been you know from computer architecture you know hardware and stuff that i'm you know genuinely interested in and uh students are there and passionate you know excited to learn about these kind of things which has been great and then uh you know go for, it's almost like I'm, I'm working two jobs at the same time so i go to you know um, my go-to which was always you know kind of technology and um so i get to spend my some of my day doing that and then i go into my you know my other job which is animating and creating film or gaming or advertising or anything like that that's kind of you know uh, quite excited about and i have another passionate group of students who who want to learn that so i'm quite, it's like a two for one
1: can we find the students work somewhere or is there a showcase somewhere
2: I, I could track some down for you i don't have it on me as as uh, as right now but i can certainly send you something okay. with that with that work could you, yeah yeah, you could yeah. Show? yeah oh yeah de- oh definitely yeah yeah i'll send you something maybe i'll see if i can try kind of reels with so the students work it's uh like i said it, it's uh there's a real range of skills we come from you know, like you mentioned some coding it's scripting and um in this 3d modeling there's uh you know just everything under the sun so i'll show you some uh, i'll send you some stuff so you have an example of exactly what they've been creating it'd be great cool. i'd love to show off their work
1: so what's the biggest challenge or opportunity you're looking forward to in the next year or so
2: the biggest challenge, I guess, we're uh, for us. We'll be moving to uh, with that new program. The CGI will have the you know the, the final year of the degree next year, so they'll have a level seven. Right now, we've been doing level five and level six. So next year, moving to level seven and just getting that all sorted out and and uh, creating you know a good pathway. So that's what's you know I'm excited about. Um, and then in in connecting with the industry like we have been doing uh, in the past, I've had. Uh, a, Dylan West from uh, from rocketworks come in so he's uh, he's kind of works in a management role of uh, a gaming company that's based in New Zealand uh, originally started down south and now is based in uh, the primary basis in Auckland and he's originally from Nelson himself so it's been great to you know um, communicate with him and, and hear the expectations he chats with the students and, you know it, it explains what what uh, skills in you know what folk you know what skills to focus on and what um, you know what assets they're looking at you know within a, a person they would hire and then um in so i want to continue with that path and like we had um you know, shut a rock in and and just working with people within the industry and, you know, and getting them involved with our students and uh and so far they've all seemed quite passionate and quite happy to do so so that's something i want to continue to build on and lastly do you have any advice for our listeners Advice for listeners, I guess just, um, you know, appreciate where we're at now in New Zealand in, in, in the environment we have and, you know, that we're allowed to do what we can do and, you know, I enjoy, personally myself, I, I enjoying every day that I get to come to work, you know, I uh, get to catch up with my colleagues, uh, I get to catch up with my students face-to-face for the majority and, and um, yeah, appreciate that time. That sounds like good advice
1: to me. Thank you very much for joining me.
2: Cheers, thanks for having me, Sam.
1: their safe spaces around the world, brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every Monday, Wednesday and Friday afternoons at three, and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. This is a Jindabyant Roland train. I'm Samuel lennon Bay bayton Eden, and I have been joined today by Neil Benson, in Nelson. That with Blowing Doubles. We hope you enjoyed the show.
0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.